Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, we would like to thank everyone who subscribed and helped us get to 100 subscribers on YouTube. We have a goal of getting 1000 by the end of the year, so let's make that happen. Um follow our socials linked down below. We would love to also reach 100 followers on our TikTok and our Instagram and eventually our Twitter as well. So link down below as well as to our audio platforms. Um without further ado, we are officially in off-season mode. Because the champions have been crowned, aka boring season now. Yeah, I mean, no, well, fun season, in a way, to start with all these rumors and draft coming up. It will be boring probably like mid July. Things die down pretty quickly though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like mid, early to mid July, depending on what the rumors are. Um, obviously, it's not playoff time or like we're gonna see any games. Though we're going to be getting to rumors today because the rumors already began for the NBA. So yeah. But that being said, you want to start with the NBA, NHL. Let's go with the NBA first. Okay, so that happened Monday and Denver Nuggets have officially got their first championship in 47 years in existence, their first ever, and uh, by beating the Heat in five games um back home in Denver. Um it was a weird game. It was low scoring. Low scoring, defense played a factor, a shot inefficiency played a factor, the fatigue probably caught up to people. Um I mean the fatigue. They Heat had this to- game almost. They should have had this the game. The fatigue already hot up to the heat when they blew that three. But this should have been like this should have been a game six in my opinion. But let's get into the game first, and we'll get into like the praises and what the team should be doing. Uh, let's start off with Denver. I think simple Joker, Jokic. I combine the names Joker. there. I combine the names. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, had pretty much took over. Like he was like. Missed like four shots the entire game. Yeah, he went. 12 you saw him 16. on the you saw him on the bench, and he's just like yeah, ripping it into his team, showing that leadership now. And obviously, eventually took over. The other guy that stepped up was Michael Porter Jr., um, who was quiet throughout the series. Um, he was actually hustle, uh, hustling a lot. Well, even though as a team they shot poorly from three, so it's not like his three point shot was falling consistently. But he could just see the hustle plays going on. And on the other side, yeah, Jamal Murray struggled a bit, but obviously it wasn't much needed when you have probably the best player in the world right now. Yeah, it's twelve or sixteen shooting, like I said, twenty-eight points, sixteen rebounds. Michael Porter Jr. obviously he didn't shoot really well, but he uh, made an impact for sure. Yeah. And otherwise, the Denver would just dominate throughout the whole championship run. Yeah. Like it's probably one of the most dominant ones I've seen in a while. Their defense, especially, showed out. Um. As well as like Aaron Gordon stepped up. Aaron Gordon wasn't that that Andrew Wiggins role, you could say, because like when he was in um, Orlando, he was a top pick, not the first overall pick, but like a top pick. You know, made his name in the slam dunk contest. Was projected to be, you know, like a guy. I'm not saying he had the skill set of Andrew Wiggins, obviously. Um, obviously, didn't work out there. Found his role kind of like Andrew Wiggins with the Warriors. He found his role here and played it very well, right? Getting rebounds, getting paint points, hitting the occasional three-point shot, playing defense, and you know that trade was what Gary Harris and I think R.J. Hampton in a first looks like a steal to me. Yeah, I mean he stepped up in the finals when they needed him most. Yeah, it's like him stepping up. It didn't feel like Michael Porter Jr. Uh, impact was nothing, right? Yeah, because we all know Michael Porter Jr. is the third best player on that team. Yeah, so then him struggling, it didn't like it just got overlooked because. Uh, They were still so dominant. Yeah. Um. The other thing was like it's funny because uh, I mentioned it to you while we were watching the fourth quarter. 
when PJ took that bad shot selection. So it's good to have guys like um, Bruce Brown on your bench because it's like the minute he had the bad shot selection or the minute he um, missed his coverage uh, on like a pick and roll type thing on the screen, you could just see uh, Michael Malone like pointing to the bench, like get your ass in that game and <laughs> get him out, which, which was what kind of happened in game two, I believe. Uh, where the game they lost, right? It makes sense. You're like you're at the biggest stage right now. You want to, and especially at the take care of moments, the ball. Closing moments, you gotta take care of the ball. Uh, ball. Yeah. See, I'm not the only one that's stuttering. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, <laughs> we were both pretty shit at stuttering, but um, yeah, taking care of the ball, killing the clock, especially when you're in the lead, and then obviously taking bad shots doesn't help with that. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, like throughout this game, he was fine. Um, there's nothing much to say. Like the series is over. We shouldn't be re- recapping the game too much. But let's just flip over to Miami quickly, unless you want to finish off something with Denver. Not really. You're just Joker and Joker. Yeah. Um. So Miami. Um. Overall, was Bam the best player in the series for Miami? Yeah, it was Bam. Jimmy was poor again. Yeah, like, okay, well, again, like, game three and four, he wasn't poor by basketball standards, but for the impact of the game, I don't know how much that injury affected him. Obviously, in the finals, every excuse kind of goes out the window because you're playing, you're playing, right? And it's such a lose-lose situation with injuries that, like, if you're not playing, it's like, okay, well, the other guy's, like, you know, playing, or, like, Tyler Hero, for example, Um, but then it's like, oh, well, if you are playing, you're hurting the team. So it's like a lose-lose situation, but... Anyways, uh, back to the Jimmy Butler thing. Yeah, um, he was like that game six version of the Boston series. Yeah, he did kill it in the the last five game. minutes. Yeah, the last five again, minutes. same as that Boston series. Yeah, right? um, all, they had the chances to win this game, and all he had to do was play one quarter. Even he probably they would have would have won this game. Yeah, this, honestly, this was they should have won this game because you're not getting a night where Denver shooting seventeen percent from three again. And yeah. then yeah. Um, also then Denver also shot, uh, 45%, which is decent, but it doesn't also help when your team is shooting 25% from three. Yeah. So like Gabe Vincent just kind of went downhill after the first, what, two games. Caleb Martin didn't reach heights like he did in the conference finals. Um, Bam was the guy I wanted to see aggressive. He was offensively and defensively, but like Kyle Lowry hit like four big threes, but he, at the end of the day, he finished with a four for 13, four for 14, um yeah and then the other thing was tyler hero was supposed to play like we saw we said last episode oh yeah he's done he ain't playing right then literally the the day we released the episode it's like yeah tyler hero upgraded to questionable he'll be playing i guess i don't know how much of that was like mind tricks that like to get denver to like oh my god we had to prepare for tyler hero obviously may may have worked may have not worked because they did denver was probably the worst game of the playoffs for them probably um well i can't i don't i can't comment too too much of the earlier rounds the thing is um you can't see like that tyler hero thing would affect him because that's on the defensive side right they were just offensively poor yeah no for sure and obviously like it's a broken hand at the end of the day Uh, i don't know if it was a shooting hand or not but i think it wasn't but either like it's tough to put him in i still thought i guess because it was a close game they didn't need to put him in to put in a high then you're gonna literally put him in like in the fourth quarter then there's no point right because they were leading um, yeah, you had to get him in early, like in the end of the first, just to get him a little run. And I think they should have, if he if he was healthy. But I don't know if it was a mind trick or, like, just to get uh, just to toy away Denver. But if he was healthy, I would have put him in like at the end of the yeah, first. Yeah, I, I doubt he was healthy. I think it yeah, was just a little no bit way. of mind games and then a little bit of um, 
you know, if we really need to. Like, if we're just really struggling. Yeah. You're like a last option, basically. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's what that was the game. It was actually, it wasn't a bad game. Like, it was a close game still. It was still. a close game still, It yeah. was like an ugly game to watch, but it was a close game. Um, that being said, let's congratulate the Denver Nuggets. And now we'll give them their flowers. Just talk about Denver here quickly. Well, not quickly. They deserve this praise, right? Because, you know, Michael Malone says that we, we get disrespected. So, first off, dominating playoff run, 16-4, and four, right? They lost one game. In the first round, the fourth round, obviously swept the Lakers and uh, they lost to... They averaged a 4-1, basically. Every essentially, game. yeah. And my question to you is, for so Jokic, obviously, and we were talking this off the... Um, off, um, first off of all, Jokic, you, you won an NBA title and you're... Like, your interviews are so weird, bro. No, he's so... <laughs> first yes, but they're like... First off, okay, yeah. before we get into, like, my question, Jokic, right? He gets the, MV, uh, the MVP award, right? He leaves it on the stage, and obviously Michael Malone had it in his yeah, hand. Michael Malone just, had it in his hand. Then yeah. I saw a thing today where he lost it. He lost it? <laughs> he said he left it in the equipment room or something, and he went back, and it's not there anymore. So Bro, like, he does not, I don't know. Like, It's so funny, because even in this press conference, I don't know how much of it him is just trying too hard to be like that, or if he's genuinely like that. He's like, Or he's just tired as hell. Because he's like, when is the parade? And they're like, Thursday. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh, I need to go home. I need to go home, my horses, and stuff like that. So yeah, then I don't know how much of it is an act, or how much of it isn't just like... He's he genuinely just tired like this. or he just wants to go home back. Or he's genuinely like this. Like yeah. people you're usually excited for the parade at the end of the day. Yeah. And then another thing was like on the post game interview, like on court, he's just like, Oh, job is done. We can go home now. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're already home. Which is which is in a way true. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh no. Um I guess my question, first off, we saw a dominating performance, right? He definitely reclaimed the the best center in the game. He reclaimed that he reclaimed that. Like I'm just saying after the MVP loss to MB. obviously some people MB deserved it at the end of the day um as well I'm not saying like could have ruined the perfect NBA season bro <laughs> but yeah um my question to you is is this i know you have some bias but is this one of the m- most or the most dominant performance you've seen in your lifetime i guess in my lifetime yeah because like there's probably other ones where i'm like sure jordan's up there jordan but. or like shaq and like all those kobe kobe but in my lifetime, uh, are you still writing this? Jokic, honestly, right? Kawhi's up there for sure. Uh, but it is Jokic. Man. Kawhi did have some like mad games. I think Jokic did even have a mad game, mad game in this. Yeah, because Jokic, all right, you led in points, you led in rebounds, you led in assists. You can, you can't do any more. You generally can't do any more. Right. Yeah. So like for that, that's like an S tier playoff run for sure. Yeah, by, by an individual player, um, and also leading your team from like what one seed to a sixteen and four run, and then also See, finals okay. MVP. You mentioned the sixteen. And, I mean, I mentioned it, and you just mentioned it right now. It's the sixteen and four run. People are saying, "Oh, it was the Timberwolves, and it was a seventh seed Lakers, and then it was, or it was the fourth or fifth seed um, uh, Suns." Bro, listen. That's sh- that's what shows that people don't watch basketball because the Lakers with that roster were no longer a seventh seed, right? They had to climb their way to the seventh seed because um, that was they were the best team in basketball essentially after the trade deadline, right? And then you have the Suns. I get it; they were injured, they were whatever. You still have the two of the best players in the game. They handled business. And the other thing is, what seed did the Nuggets finish? First. 
So is that their fault that they were the best team in the regular season by far? They were the best team in NBA. Like, yeah, they were by far the best team in the West. Yeah, like it was clear. So it was so stupid seeing that. It's like, oh yeah, it was the first seed. They played the eight seed. They played the well, seven you, what, seed. What, what, they're gonna they play the eight seed. The Fourth seed. <laughs> like, the first seed. Obviously, they don't play the yeah, exactly. seed in the fourth so, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. But uh, uh, Yeah, no. Lakers definitely were not a seven seed after the trade deadline. They were like a two seed. Maybe even a one seed. I wouldn't right? say one seed. I wouldn't destroy like the Nuggets. No, way. no, no. Like, Oh, they were like the best team in basketball. From yeah. the deadline. From what I remember, they were like at least top two in basketball. Yeah, like from the deadline. Yeah. I'm not saying like overall. And this was with LeBron and the And then there. obviously, a KD and Devin Booker team, you saw what they did. Like they dropped what? They both dropped 70 points a game combined 70 80 points a game yeah obviously that was the toughest challenge for denver because uh that's the only time denver was tied in the series yeah um so you mentioned that that was probably the dominant performance you've seen does is Jokic now officially on the same tier as Giannis on all-time rankings as of right now all-time rankings uh they both have back-to-back mvps they both have a championship they both have a championship they both have a finals mvp Giannis has what an extra deploy. Yeah, and then I don't right. know how many all-star appearances each of them have. I'm sure I think they're probably close in number. Jokic went to the league in 2014. I feel like he put his name on the map in like 18. Yeah, I mean they should be in the same tier. Yeah, because Jokic's playoff run was better than Giannis's playoff run. Yeah, right. Well, Giannis had a dominant playoff run too, but, but Jokic's was better. Uh, yeah, it's like the best one you've seen in a while, for sure. And yeah, then, I know Giannis had that closing game of 50 points for sure, but obviously a lot of, you know how we were having that 1A1B debate last time. That's the same thing with the Giannis Middleton thing back then as well, right? By the way, if you haven't caught, um, watched that, we dropped that video. So watch that heated debate. And if you, if you don't understand what's going on, just watch two brothers yelling at each other. Exactly. <laughs> but no, anyways, yeah, no, I agree that they are in the same tier for sure. Like you can't, at the end of the day, like, Yes, people remember, for example, Kevin Durant joining the Warriors and then those two championships should not be credible for him. But 100 years down the line, no one's going to remember that, right? Unless we're alive then to went, say yeah, something. We're, we're probably dead. No, I'm just saying in general, yeah, like no. 50, 100 years down the line. Um, and then, but at the end of the day, it's going to say two championships as of right now, stuff like that, right? Because we don't know what happened with Bill Russell back then. We just knew he was a defensive center that had 11 rings. That's what's in our mind, right? So, that being said, is the debate of Jokic again, where does he rank amongst all centers? And I'll show you a stat, uh, but until then... All centers? Yeah. Because I mean, some people are saying he's the greatest center. I think he's the most scaled center of all time. Yeah, I mean, there's, you got Either Dream, w- you got Will. So, I'll let you see this. The names on this, Shaq put this on Instagram. He's pretty much said, welcome to the club. Yeah. It was Kareem, Hakeem, yeah. Shaq, Wilt, Russell, D- uh, David Robinson, uh, Patrick Ewing, and Jokic. I'll let you look at this quickly while I share my opinion, and you tell me um, who does he surpass in that list. Because I feel like he's not—he's definitely six at the minimum. I, would say I don't six. think he's five. Uh, he's at a. He obviously still has a. He's still young. He's like twenty-eight, so he still has a career to has, go. Yeah. And yeah. Like Denver being young, like we said. Like I feel like you could put him ahead of Ewing, right? If you look he's at his. No, right now he's ahead of Ewing for sure. How about David Robinson? I think that's like the tough one. If you look at his that's, defensive that's what numbers. Come, uh, yeah, that, you could compare him. You could maybe almost like. Yeah, I would say sixth right now. He definitely. So you have Kareem, Shaq, Wilt, Hakeem. Yeah, and then you got Bill Russell as well. Bill Russell, okay. So you probably yeah. have him like six, seven range right now. Six. You have him heard of David Robinson for sure? Actually, no. How many is that? That's eight right there, right? That's, these are eight. Yeah, so then he's seven. 
Okay, so you're putting David Robinson ahead. Yeah, I'm putting David, right uh, David Robinson ahead, and then um, he needs to win another one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because like he, he, yeah, he's an underrated defender, but like a lot of it is him being lazy and getting putting his foot out, which is smart. But you're also giving up a possession at the same time, right? I mean, like are you giving up a possession, but you're also taking away a bucket? True, but you're also giving depending on the time you're giving him more time on the clock. If it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he's smart enough to not do it, like. He's done it. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. He's done in it. In the fourth? I mean, I didn't really see in this playoff. Well, not in this playoff. I'm just saying in general, like general instinction. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're trying to block the pass. Yeah. Like, especially, is that really his fault or is that the guy getting beat on the cut as well? Behind him in the back. Yeah, no, true. Um, The other person we want to obviously shout out, unless you have anything else to say about Joker. Nothing really. Nah. Uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Or obviously, nah. like his press conference was emotional. He was saying like, um, he went to the Denver Nuggets front office and like, are you guys trading me? Am I damaged goods because of the injury? Because truth be told, if they had lost, like if they had lost to the Lakers or the Suns, maybe not the finals, but if they had lost in the second or third round this year, I would have been like, okay, there might be time to trade Jamal Murray to get like a Damian Lillard. Obviously, don't need to have that conversation anymore. Um, because like, again, like you wanted to pay, like we were obviously having that 1A, B argument last time. Obviously, he disapproved that. Like, there's a reason why we had that argument, right? Yeah. Um. Well, I want to say argue, argue, like a debate. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I would think that for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that. But he's shown this playoff run. He's shown this is the second playoff run where he's been like this dominant. And he showed his playmaking abilities. Yeah, this that, time like as well. his facilitating ability. Like he averaged ten assists a game and twenty yeah. points. And the only people that have done that were Magic. I was listening on the radio on the way back. It was Magic, LeBron. Uh, I forgot the other two, honestly. But I think, yeah. Ma- like, if you're on I a mean, list with Magic company. and LeBron. That's why, yeah, yeah, exactly. Good company, right? Yeah. Also averaged 30-plus points in the conference final. Oh, it was final. Jordan. I think they put it on TV, too. Uh, it was Jordan and I forgot the other He also averaged 30-plus points in the conference final. And, yeah. Uh, he did well enough against the Suns and Timberwolves they were supposed to be anyways. Yeah, no, like, because, like I said, if it wasn't for the Lakers, and outside of the Lakers, yeah, maybe the Raptors, but they obviously didn't make the playoffs, but... I would have probably been rooting for, uh, yeah, I get it. It was a Western Conference team and they played the Lakers, but just wanting to see this Denver team win, how they were constructed. Says the guy wearing a Warrior shirt. Well, this is Steph Curry and you got me this shirt. <laughs> but you're wearing it. You're, you're a Canucks well, fan wearing a capital shirt, so. He's a Vetchkin. <laughs> so, a exactly. Different, different conference. Listen, Steph Curry was one of the reasons why I got into basketball even more when the Lakers were bad. So, outside of that reason, I'm just saying, and the Warriors have won enough. I'm talking about, like, the way Denver was constructed through the draft, you know, Jokic being the latest pick ever to win the finals MVP in 41. And no, like, real big name. Like, they didn't really big. Yeah, like, even, like, Jokic is a superstar, but is he He isn't, like, the superstar you market like, around. He isn't, the, he isn't the LeBron James. He isn't, the, like, that guy. Steph Curry or, like, yeah, Kobe or whatever. Giannis, like, has more of a face in the league. Yeah, Jokic and then does. you don't know what you were going to get from Jamal Murray consistently until he showed it, right? You got had guys like Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown. So that's why I was rooting for them to win. Um, just because of that, I'm not saying that I didn't want Jimmy Butler to win either, which we'll get into s- shortly here. But yeah, um, the other thing is Stan Kroenke. Bro is absolutely <laughs> goaded. So he okay. So those of you who don't know who Stan Kroenke is, he's the owner of essentially almost all the Colorado sports, and he's the owner of the Denver Nuggets, who won the championship this year. Denver he's Nuggets. owner of the Colorado Mammoth, I believe, who were the lacrosse champions from last year. He's the owner of the Colorado Avalanche, who's the Stanley Cup champions from last year. He also owns Arsenal and the Colorado Rapids from the MLS and Arsenal from the EPL, who could have had a championship this year. And 
LA Rams. And yeah, he owns the SoFi, the stadium itself, which yeah, is yeah. like the most expensive stadium. And yeah, like the you most said, nicest LA Rams who won the Super Bowl last year. So Rams won the Super Bowl last year with the Avalanche winning last year. With the Nuggets winning this year. With the Mammoth winning last year. So they had four championships. With the Mammoth win- winning last year. And then Arsenal almost winning. But Arsenal, at least, you know, coming back to his glory days, for sure. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? I'm uh, talking about this Denver team in general. Like, we're not going to... like. We'll obviously get into the offseason stuff more so the week of the draft, which is on the 22nd. They have some free agents, I think, or some cl- options they've got to deal. The new CBA is restricting, like, big three... This more so they have that you need to have an elite dynamic duo, which they have. Um, so the question is, are they able to bring back the guys? Or, like, I don't know what the tax paying levels Who's, are. Do you know who really the free agents are? Bruce Brown has a team option or a, play, a player option, and he deserves his money now. Like, he only signed yeah. a $6 million contract, which is insane. And then, like, seven I mean, nobody wanted him for that's like so surprising for me because he was the only relevant. He also took a pay cut, I believe, yeah. from what I heard. But I mean, but there's nobody wanted him. But he, the thing is, like, also, I was, listening, I was listening to First Take or Stephen A. Smith and, uh, on Pat McAfee show, I think it was. And he was saying that, like, Kroenke is the type of a cheap owner. So he might not, you know, pay out. So even though he owns all these teams, like, it's a $12 billion franchise he's running, essentially, um, amongst all the sports teams. So we'll look into that. Like, again, I don't understand the new CBA. All I know, it, it makes it tough for you to, like, build a team around a big three, like how the Warriors kind of did with KD back then. Well, they kind of had like a big four, but so my question to you is, can they repeat slash create a dynasty from this team? Depending on who obviously comes back. They need to bring them back. They need to run it back for sure. Uh, I feel like they could uh, definitely bring Bruce Brown back. Yeah. They got to find a way to bring that guy back. because I still think they need a proper backup center. Yeah, they do for sure. Um, Obviously, their backup center was mainly Aaron Gordon when Jokic is off. Right, Thomas Bryant didn't play much after the trade from the Lakers. DeAndre Jordan is ain't definitely not. I know, like he's not in that shape anymore to play. NBA champion DeAndre Jordan. True, but I'm just saying that Ish Smith as well. By the way, Ish Mr. Journeyman there, but yeah. Um, for me, yeah, backup big, like you said, and I would say like a just another three and D guy if you could find one, just off the bench. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the Heat before I get into like general stuff here. Um, as much as we were criticizing Jimmy Butler a lot, you also have to give him his props for what he did. Like, this is an eight seed team that almost got knocked out by the Bulls, right? Like, two Max Drew shots away from being out in the plane, right? And then who knows? Probably the Celtics would have been here, or the Bucks probably would have been here, one of the two, in my opinion. Um, he dragged their ass here. Obviously, he wasn't the best player in this series for his team, and you could argue that Caleb Martin probably had a better series than him last series. Um, the watch and the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, he he did his what he did it with the Bucks against the Bucks, and then who did they win the second round? The Knicks. The Knicks. I feel like he was like that was just like all around nothing. They were just they were just like everyone was better than the Knicks. Yeah. So like it was a team. But for me, I I feel like you're gonna say the same thing, and which we'll get into the NBA rumors. They need. I think Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. I've I've said that before. I think he's on that tier of Anthony Davis, Paul George. So he's like a one A one B situation. So he definitely needs a person, and I feel like that star slash all-star caliber player needs to be a scorer. I would say... To team up guard. with him and Bam. I would say point guard. I feel yeah. like Jimmy Butler is not a chucker either. He handles the ball well. Like 
and then yeah like a point guard I, like i said they don't i don't think i'm not need, saying like i'm saying i don't like, think they need a and i think they need a scoring guard like a scoring guard or a scoring, scoring winger guard. or something so obviously another one name comes to mind is damian Lillard. yeah which An- we'll get into slowly another name comes to mind kyrie irving who could be available which i'll get into because there are some rumors and then at the minimum bradley beal bradley beal but even lower a little bit maybe I think you could still survive, but you might not win. It's probably Fred Van Vliet. No, they need enough. No, not Fred Van Vliet. Because Fred Van Vliet is not 1A, 1B. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like... uh, If you get Fred Van Vliet, then, you, the need to find, then you need to find either... Like, then Pascal Siakam type player. You yeah, no, no. I'm saying that's the lowest you could go. Like, you can't... Yeah. Like, if you want to add a point guard, like, those are... Plus, like they, they're, they're capped out, so they got to fix some yeah. stuff as well. I, I think they can't even go Fred Van Vliet. I think they have enough of his caliber right now with all the other undrafted guys that they need to go after because they have free agents and Gabe Vincent I believe and Caleb Martin and I think they need to go after Bradley well, obviously Beal. you gotta go for I'm saying like he's fourth option don't get yeah. me wrong I might with you but like obviously you go after Dame Kyrie and like Bradley Beal before him yeah because like, I'm saying that's, thing, a, that's a minimum you can you go the reason why we're saying this is also because Jimmy Butler when he ever, ever since he joined the Heat right lo- uh, made it all the way to the finals but lost right then he got swept by the Bucks. Then he lost in seven to the Celtics. Celtics. And then he now he lost again as the eighth seed. So, so he made, out of the four years, three of the four he made Like, he culture finals. could only get you so far. Yeah. I feel like you still need talent, and this series proved it for sure. Right? Like, obviously, if the Heat had won, I would have not been mad or anything because I would have been, like, praising the Heat because I feel like they deserved it as well, the type of team they have. They have no legit superstar. As good as Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs, he hasn't played like a superstar. Right? So... They need some talent for sure, and I I get it. Tyler Hero was injured, but how much would have Tyler Hero propelled the series? Let's be honest. Six games, maybe seven. Yeah, it was still Denver was favored. Denver yeah, was like the most for dominant. sure, right? So, for me, I think like Heat great season, right? Like if we were to um, rank them before the season or before the playoffs, we probably would have said like yeah C tier before the playoffs playing playoffs started because we're like they should not be an eight seed. They're disappointing. They're kind of like the Florida Panthers, which we'll get into. That like. Literally how perfectly mirrored they were. And then when the playoffs are around, they're like, okay, there is something there, but can it be sustained? I think they just need more talent. That's they need all. more talent, for sure. Um, That being said, the early favorites for next year, obviously Denver's number one. I think the Bucks are number two. Obviously the Celtics, the Suns. Um, I forgot what other random team they put in there. But who do you think? Do you think the Nuggets repeat next year as of right now? Obviously, recency bias, but got keep in mind for the last five years, there's been a different champion. Yeah, no. First, I want to bring up something is that uh, I watched the first take clip where uh, I think was it Chris, Mad Dog Russo? Mad Dog Russo. Don't put, bring like, that up. <laughs> huh? This is why I don't watch him. Bro, he put like what? The Kings the on it. He put the Kings and, and Thunder. OKC Thunder on it. So yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. The minute I saw a picture, I'm like, I ain't gonna watch. Yeah, this. it was like it was like Denver. The reason why I would watch it is just to watch see JJ Redick just go out on it. Yeah, it. it was like Denver, then the Warriors, then like someone else, then it was like Thunder. No, the Kings and then the Thunder. I was like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, Denver to me, obviously. And realistically, I said who last won last year, year? Warriors? Yeah, I said last year, realistically, I got to give Warriors that respect. But I, I thought, the, I thought the Clippers, if healthy, would have been it. Yeah. Right? But same thing here. I feel like, okay, if this Denver team comes back, they're definitely scary. But then you look at Phoenix. Who could make a big move? Well, not even a big move. They just need like to... Like f- a move. 
like if if they had a Fred Van Vliet and like then a Fred Van Vliet and, 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 and caliber role players, yeah, they're probably my favorite on paper because we saw what Book and KD did to the Nuggets without any help, with no point guard. Devin Booker had to play point guard with the effortless DeAndre Ayton, who got benched for Jock Landale. Yeah, well, that that's that just that's just a player's thing. I'm not gonna. Yeah, f- for sure. Again, we'll, we won't get into the offseason stuff too much, but I'm just saying, like, early favorites, I think the Suns might be the biggest one, and the Bucks. I feel like Giannis will definitely be motivated. Yeah, Suns, for sure, and the Eastern. I feel like the Eastern teams are always the same. Bucks, Celtics. Until we see some moves, yeah. You're always checking the Heat, and then the Sixers. Until we see some moves, we can The can't. Sixers getting yeah. made in the second round. Um, Okay, so out of the teams that have not won a championship, I'm guessing the Suns and the Clippers have the most potential to win it. The first, yeah. Round. I mean, I, I don't think the Hornets and the Grizzlies are anytime soon, or oh, well, Grizzlies may, but we nah, don't. Well, Jaws no, I'm just saying. Situation. I'm not saying next year. I'm saying future down the line. Yeah, and I feel like the favorite as of right now is the Suns. The Suns for or sure. Clippers if healthy. A healthy Clippers and a healthy Suns, obviously, they're the two best bets. I mean, like this, they they're spending a lot, right? They have like two superstars or all stars. Minimum. One superstar and one all star for sure. Like one superstar, one all star at the minimum. Like they're they're on a one A and one B gear. Like yeah, sure. they're like one A and one B. Issue is Kevin Durant's been pretty injured this last few years. Kawhi Leonard obviously. Uh Paul George. The only one healthy was like Devin Booker. Uh the way that Devin Booker played in this playoffs was like pretty incredible. Yeah. Like he really like showed that he's that guy. Um so they really need they they just need to fill out the roster. Yeah, so we mentioned the name Bradley Beal earlier. So we'll get into some trade rumors. The first one, not this is not even a rumor. This is a legit thing that happened. Fred VanVleet, your boy from the Raptors, has officially declined his player option, making him an unrestricted free agent. Now, that being said, you could still bring him back. You could still probably do a sign-and-trade. Um, this is the first big domino to fall, right? Because... The draft class is kind of weak in terms of superstars, like how it was when Kawhi and all these guys were free agents, right? The free agent class. Yeah. So not the draft class. Draft class is very strong. I'm sorry, I'm at the yeah free agent <laughs> class, and Fred VanVleet is one of the top names, right? Rightfully so. He's a good player. Obviously, struggled last year a bit, but teams are out for again, right? Phoenix. You mentioned Miami potentially. You could mention the Sixers. You could mention the Lakers. There's also like another like you could mention the Clippers. Up and coming teams like Orlando, like they might yeah, be true. Interested but as well. I'm just saying like I'm I'm just looking at title. Yeah, like if you're a looking piece at away from a title yeah. type of team. So first off, your thoughts? Do you want him back? Do you want to try to at least get a sign and trade? Do you think the it's Raptors? Gotta be, it's got to be sign and trade. I right? listen to Michael Granger. He said he thinks he'll be back. By the way, we can't give him the max because oh. I know he wants like I know he wants thirty mil minimum. Yeah, we can't give him that. There's no way. Yeah, because because what well, we we're expecting him to be the guy. He's not the guy. Right? Yeah. The reason why he was good in that 2019 run, especially after the Sixers series, is because he his kid was born. Yeah, obviously that was <laughs> one thing. <laughs> uh, no, but like right now he's like he has to open up the court for himself. Where Which he did case, well with Kyle after Kawhi left. Yeah. And then he had an all-star year the year after as well. Yeah, and but then obviously when with Kawhi, Kawhi is opening up the court for him. Yeah. Right? And then now it's just... Pascal ain't that guy for him to do that. Pascal either. and... Uh, OG. Uh, Scotty. Fred, I mean. Oh, like those okay. are two. Yeah. Like you say, your two best players. Obviously, Pascal, in my opinion, played better this past year for sure. Um, 
but Brad he, was just really inconsistent yeah, for threes. I feel like again we're not gonna get into the off season. Your team will talk about them next week. But yeah, uh, that's just the one domino to fall. Predictions I think are like Phoenix, Lakers, Clippers, like the big time names, and like you said, even like I saw reports of Houston. I saw I saw one for Orlando, Orlando as well. So that's the first big domino to fall is that he's officially an unrestricted free agent, which wasn't a surprise. But yeah, moving on, um, I'm I'm gonna pose this question to you because this is a rumor that I've been seeing that I'm gonna pull up some um one for the Twitter account, um. The Pelicans want to trade up to two or three oh, yeah, in eyes that. to get Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, and there's a name that Brian Windhorst mentioned that they might be trading. In your eyes, in my eyes, we might be thinking Brandon Ingram, but no, teams are inquiring about Zion Williamson. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is tough, bro. You gonna really trade Zion for Scoot? That's right. what the, that's I think one of the uh, NBA. Um, like Central or Legion Hoops have posed that question. Like you're really trying to say Zion for Scoot. I get Zion's been injured a lot for sure, but he's still your best player, right? Yeah, because right now the Hornets are saying seeking the sun, moon, and the stars and maybe some beachfront property in exchange for the number two pick. This is some guy named Amico Hoops. I don't know how he is, but obviously it's valuable, right? It is if valuable. someone's going like, to trade up that much. Wembenyama is that dude scoot could be that dude for sure brandon miller like it's clear that these top three guys have the potential to be superstars in this league yeah right so like obviously i'm not saying that like getting rid of zion will won't be the worst thing because obviously injury factor and you're paying that guy that much money just for him to sit on the bench or on the sidelines for like all that Zion, people around the league are monitoring zion williamson's trade status before the draft per brian windhorst of espn so, I thought when I saw that, I'm like, okay, that means they're going to try to trade away Brandon Ingram, which, and then a team like Portland would make sense because the three pick, because I feel like Brandon Ingram isn't that tier to be traded for the third overall pick, right? Obviously, depending on the package. But yeah, Zion, people are questioning his work ethic. People are questioning what, he's, what he is mentally. I'm not saying he's no Ben Simmons or anything like that, respectfully. Um, but we've seen him like what he was an all star starter this year and never played after before right before the all star break he got hurt didn't play right people are saying that that injury shouldn't take that long so something's up we've seen him the year before missed a whole year yeah I believe he missed a whole year he had that one year which was a shortened season he was he made the all star he didn't play the did he play in the, the Suns Suns no he didn't play in the Suns and uh, when they made it the eight seed yeah I don't think so either he didn't uh, it was just CG and uh, Brandon Ingram yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's that rumor. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. Like, I understand why. Because, like, you have a, a, that much invested into... And he's your face of your franchise right now. Uh, You have that much invested to him, and he's not shown much. It may not be because of ability, maybe because of injury. Yeah. And obviously, a guy being injured that many times obviously will take a toll mentally for sure. Yeah. But you got, as a player, you got to be able to bounce back. For sure. Right. Like how you would be surprised if Zion Williamson gets traded essentially. Like you spent the number one overall pick on this guy. Like yeah, he, I would be his surprised. hype was similar to what Wembenyama's hype is this year. Yeah, it is. It was. Yeah. Like so, it would be surprising for sure. Yeah. Okay. So moving on before I start naming other names, this is just betting favorites to land some notable players according to Bet Online. I don't think any of these are really true. <laughs> like it will happen, but you just tell me. LeBron James to the Mavericks. I think he stays with Lakers. Damian Lillard to the Heat. I think that's true. That James Harden to the Rockets. 
Yeah. Kyrie Irving Lakers. Now I don't know if this is assuming LeBron leaves or with LeBron, but but with LeBron, yeah, maybe. Russell Westbrook Knicks. I don't I don't destroy what they're doing down there. Huh? I don't destroy what they're doing down there personally. Jalen Brunson is the guy there. They yeah, need to like find, no, I, I think no. they need to find a better wing player. If anything, there's no point. Um, Trey Young Lakers the wing player. They have Barrett and then Randle. Better. Like if they want to be better, they're no, not. Barrett could go to the two, right? Yeah, that two. Um, Trey Young Lakers. Maybe I think they. Be, I think they need a better two guard, in my opinion. Yeah, and better than Julius Randle if you really want to compete. Yeah. But uh, Trey Young Lakers. Potential. I mean, yeah, I feel like Kyrie doesn't work. I Chris Paul Spurs. I think he just needs a I job. I think he goes right? to a contender, but yeah, I think he was contender for sure. Draymond Green Jazz, I don't think so. No, I feel like if he leaves the Warriors, it's gonna be for another good team, or maybe go to Detroit, his, where he played in Michigan State. So, uh, Fred Van Leet Suns, that one makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Middleton Thunder. Yeah, I mean they could like Thunder probably want to try to add like a scorer. I don't think this one makes as much sense based on the fit. Vucevic to the Celtics. I don't I think mean, it fits there defensively. Defensively, yeah, no, but like the you get points from a big man. That's yeah. what they've been lacking. So you'll be a third option there. So yeah, yeah, he had a good year this year. Yeah, it's 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 something that like you know you're gonna have to see because obviously defensively he's not the best, but he could give you points. Yeah. Um. Al Horford to the Hawks. It's a reunion. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell to the Suns. That could be a that spot. could be a good one too. Yeah, Dylan Brooks to the Heat. I feel like that fits that culture and they'll fix him up. A small star would smack him. Yeah, them. and then uh, DeAndre Ayton to the Mavericks is rumored. Obviously, yeah, they could use a big man too. Okay, so those are that's the betting. So here are some rumors that uh, you know that we're seeing. Kyrie Irving has some level of interest in joining the Miami Heat, but the Heat would prefer to go after Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal per Ira Heat beat at Ira Heat beat. Um. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. You, that I think that if they have Kyrie Irving and he plays the way Kyrie Irving plays, then yes, they probably would have won the championship this year, even. Yeah. They so it sure. makes sense. And then on top of the Damian Lillard, um, which we'll get into. I want to see Dame there. I just, just want to see Dame get like get help. Yeah. Either him leaving or Portland actually get help for him. Miles Bridges announces that he will be back soon. I think his suspension is up or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. The Brooklyn Nets have had a long-standing interest in John Collins for Nets daily. He needs a change of scenery personally, so maybe he could thrive in the younger squad there um, in Brooklyn. There's a pathway for the Miami Heat to land both Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. Actually? There's a pathway. Now, I don't know but how much they have to give, give up. up. Yeah. yeah. Like... Vincent's gone. Uh, obviously, Lowry will be gone. Uh, Struis could be gone. Caleb Martin could be gone. So, Bobby Marks' trade idea for Bradley Beal for the Heat, which is a team that I think he's... He, out of the two, I think Beal's more likely, after the remote report, which we'll get to today, is Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and a top 10 protected pick in 2028. Which I think kind of makes sense because Beal's contract is massive. And he's up there in age now. He has been obviously quiet the last few years, but it's the Washington Wizards. If I'm the Washington Wizards, you rebuild at this you point. You have to, right? Like, you've been mediocre. And then Tyler Hero is a pretty good guy to get back in return. So that's why maybe another pick or two seconds or whatever first. I feel like it's an okay package. Yeah, it's an okay package for sure. Um, Blazers aren't interested in trading Damian Lillard right now, which I have a lot of thoughts about this. 
Um, we'll talk about this more next week. But again, this is per Brian Windhorst. Kendrick Perkins predicts James Harden to the Lakers. I mean, this Kendrick I, I don't Perkins. want it. True. He predicts, though. He doesn't have this. Is a prediction. Yeah, I know, obviously, his prediction. Um, I don't think that happening. Already told you the Hornets one. The Boston Celtics are not interested in Bradley Beal. Their main priority is to extend Jalen Brown to that $295 million extension. That's a lot, though. Um, Milwaukee Bucks are a potential suitor for Bradley Beal. Middleton's a free agent, a player option, so makes sense there. Um, good partner for Drew Holiday. It fits because one plays defense, the other yeah. is lax defensively. Um, Spurs not picking up the phone for potential Wembenyama trade offers. Okay, good Why job. would they? Mm-hmm. The Pacers are a team to keep an eye on Kyle Kuzma because he's also a player option. And he's rumored to opt out. Um, Sixers are not expected to be interested in Bradley Beal per J. Clark NBCS. They believe Maxi has all-star potential. He does. I agree. Um, Wizards would like to move into the top three of the draft. The Miami Heat are expected to be a prominent suitor for Bradley Beal per Shams. Wemby um, not likely to play a summer league. Golden State Warriors are pursuing a trade of Jonathan Kuminga for a high draft pick. Now, I don't know what their definition of high draft pick is and which year they're talking about, but um, and there's okay, so this one I need your opinion on. There's a sense that Toronto could be significant trade players depending on how aggressively they want to get involved with the likes of Pascal Siakam and others. This is trade deadline all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Like, nothing happened at the <laughs> you end You end up day. getting Jocko Pirtle, so. Yeah, like, well, got rid of a, what, what, we got rid of a pick, too. Get him. Yeah. And he's also a free agent. Um, No, like, just trade back. If that trade for number three is there and you have to give a Pascal Siakam, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Portland is rumored. You get Scoot or Brandon Miller. You could also package OG if you get Brandon Miller. Um, If you got Scoot, you got to find a way to make it work. You have a coach that's good at player developing, so we'll see with that. Um. Again, we'll get into that more next week. Teams are ver- keeping a very close eye on Bradley Beal and the Wizards. And yeah, that's the thing. And the last thing I want to get into, I just saw two things, two NBA-related things before we get into the NHL because we're obviously running into the NBA a lot here. Um, one, there's a report that Australia is still waiting to hear back from Ben Simmons to play for their team. Here's my thought. Obviously, we know what Ben Simmons is like in terms of off-the-court stuff. If I'm Ben Simmons personally, I'm taking the opportunity to play in Australia to at least show that you have. Show something. The, show right? something. Show some Simple light. as that. Why should we be excited for you? If you're going to be doing this ticky tack shit with Australia too, like they're not, he's not getting back to us like he's doing with the Nets or whatever, the Sixers, then yeah, I've given up hope. I still you, believe he has a talent in the world. He was an all star for a reason. You, like you have no leverage. He has an all star for a reason. Teams, teams are better off without you. Yeah. Right, that's what that's which what which is sucks because like the right dude's now. like an elite playmaker and defender. Yes, he doesn't shoot, can't shoot, but even if he just drives to the basket, be aggressive. We know what he's been an all star through that alone. Yeah, so like, we've he seen has shown that potential. Signs, but he's ever since then he's just shown regression. Yeah, and the last thing of the NBA before I don't think I have anything else, but I'll double check. Is shout out to the Detroit Pistons for giving uh, uh, Monty Williams. Monty Williams right? Uh, that package because Monty Williams' wife had breast ca- or has breast cancer, and this was during the playoffs, so he wasn't planning on taking a year off, right? And 
I'm trying to find the exact article here, but essentially he just um, Detroit gave him the time. Yeah, so Detroit uh, gave him and the money, healthcare benefits, private yeah. jet access, and money obviously on top of that. So they're obviously taking care of that. So which is a shout out to Detroit. That's a class move for sure. Um, yeah, I mean you want your guy. <laughs> they did everything to help him out with his situation to help him come to you. And obviously, you're doing something good in return for sure. And then uh, obviously, uh, Monty uh, Williams saying that like uh, that they his wife was able to get detected early because they kept on doing regular scans and all that yeah. stuff. And that was his message to like with people who are feeling any symptoms or just like you know get checkups regularly, get scans done regularly. And uh, the best way to beat cancer is like try to catch it early. Yeah, and yes. Before we move on to the NHL. The last rumor I see here is that if the Rockets fail on James Harden, Austin Reeves is a name to watch out for. Yeah. But anyways, be a big name that should sure. be enough for the NBA right now. That's, a lot. That's more than enough for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. NHL. Again, we have champions. The Vegas Golden Knights have officially um, won it in five games with a 9-3 beatdown. Yeah, 9-3 beatdown. Florida were in it. In the when they made they made it two one yeah when I got and home then, it was two one yeah then ever since then it just, like, just right. went off and at that point I'm over. just like all right just show me who's gonna win consmite because that was like, the biggest honestly debate. it was like very like it was yeah I didn't know like I genuinely did not know who was the one and uh, obviously they gave it to a original and before Jonathan we get into Marshall, that so. let's just talk about the game quickly what does it talk about it's nine three Vegas dom no Kachuk injury that's the big thing. That didn't happen in the game. That happened before the game. But I'm just saying it's still a big thing. Yeah. We have to mention that he did not play. All right, Kachuk did not play, and they got whooped. Okay. But, I'm just, okay. <laughs> right. but I mean, we still have to show that respect. Yeah, yeah it's Matthew Kachuk. I know. I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah, no, Matthew Kachuk um, uh, did not play game five. He After the game, Paul Maurice, the head coach, said that he, pl- was, he got a broken sternum in game three. So the fact that he scored... The, um, the tying goal in game three and then was a factor in the game winning goal in overtime says a lot. Um, and the other big injury was Ekblad dislocated shoulder multiple times. I think it was twice multiple, um, broken foot, not multiple broken foot, broken foot. And he was playing on a torn oblique and Rod, Radko Gudas was obviously injured as well. Again, these guys played, I'm not saying that healthy, they would have beaten Vegas or anything, but you still got to give them an applause for playing on that. Um, again, like we men- I mentioned earlier, it's a lose-lose situation when it comes to injuries. But yeah, it is what it is. But you still give Vegas all the credit in the world. Their long drought of six years is over. <laughs> Very long. I think like their owner predicted six years we're going to win a cup. And you got it. You got it, yeah. So uh, Vegas, they were just aggressive every year, right? Like they came up short, obviously, year one. And then year two, they got, I think, they blew a lead, like a 3-1 lead. Uh, and then obviously they started adding players like Mark Stone. They got Pacioretty, got rid of Pacioretty. You add in Tandler Stevenson. You add in Barbashev. You add in freaking Robin Leonard. You got rid of Mark Andre Fleury. You got rid of Nate Schmidt, like the fan favorites, right? They were ruthless and they were aggressive because they wanted to win the cup, right? Yeah. They have an identity. You get big players that could play physical and are fast. Yeah. Um. That I'm gonna get into that. Actually, I have a question about that later on, but. The Smythe, right? Pick your poison. Like you said, it was Aiden Hill. I was just doing it for a storyline. But you were then picking who? I, I, it was like the way that Marshall Soul played in the series. I thought 
my in my head the favorite was if you had the so. vote it was marsh so i would have given it marsh so yeah, my for me it was Ico, right but then i would have not been you can't argue it right like you can't argue against Ico. you can't argue against hill you can't argue against um marsh so you can't argue against mark stone mark stone petrangelo was in the conversation as well um no you have him and um william carlson chandler stephenson so anyone hey. pick your poison you couldn't really make a big case against right like obviously goals stand out so i understood why marsh so ended up getting it but yeah marsh so got it um yeah this back to florida they have some free agents i believe brandon montour and all these guys again i didn't look into the free agency class right now how much of it do you think they could recoup next year like obviously kachuk has shown that he's probably one of the four or five best players in the world 10 for sure, right? Like, you could debate the five. Um, but at, at least of this year, he was a top three player because he was part of the MVP conversation, the heart. Yeah, uh, it's hard because, like, the run they went on was... Insane. Insane, but, like, when you really think about it... 7-0 in overtime, I believe. No, 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 no. I'm not getting into that. I think when you think about it, Toronto series, Carolina series, what really saved them? Bobrovsky. And Kachuk. Mainly. And how much of, are you going to get this Bobrovsky? How much are you going to get that again, right? Like, in those, like, it's hard to win games when you're not the better team. Yeah. And Florida managed a way to do that all the way to the finals. So. So it's hard to, it's hard to, like, re- like you know. Because they were, they were my disappointing team until they made the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And obviously the playoff one for sure. But they're going to need to add some talent. For sure. And here's my thing. For you now, but going back to the Vegas, I know we're crisscrossing here. There's nothing much to talk about the game. Um, again, Vegas, the, they had six golden misfits, uh, that's like they call it. And obviously, like you said, Marshall still got the con smite, and they moved on from pieces, right? And I was listening to Halford and Bruff in the morning, and they were talking about loyalty in sports. Clearly, Vegas had no loyalty, right? Like, no, you, you show they were ruthless. Like, Mark Andre Fleury was a you know fan favorite. Look how they treated him, right? Nate uh, Schmidt was a fan favorite. Got rid of them to get. They gave Alex Tuck a massive contract, like an extension, not a massive, like in terms of like a seven-year extension. In terms of money, I don't know how much it was, and you instantly trade him for Jack Eichel. So any opportunity they got, they pounced, right? And you could say that Gary Bettman helped them. Sure, it's fine, but at the same time, how much is it because teams gave up players, exposed them to the expansion draft, and then they were able to flip those guys? Especially when they were able to protect their own players. Especially that part was kind of stupid, but especially when they won the first year, it's like, okay, they got the confidence. There's a reason why Nate Schmidt got traded to the Canucks for a third round pick. Right. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is the loyalty in sports in general, where do you stand on things? Cause you experienced it for this championship right here. DeMar DeRozan was a huge fan favorite. And I don't know what your, what was your initial reaction to that DeMar DeRozan trade? And, were you like many people um pissed off that they got rid of him okay yeah i i wouldn't say i was happy right? yeah but it is a business right right and you what you happened wanna, guess what you got out of it gm gms front offices owners are gonna make moves to win right that's what they do that's why they have their jobs yeah they're not they don't like yes DeRozan was a fan favorite yes Schmidt, yes, Flurry was a fan favorite, and sometimes people just do get treated poorly. Like there are situations where like the guy's actually playing good, and you trade him for no reason, right? Yeah. But in this case, like you can't fault them because 
they got their they got what they wanted. And the the reason why I'm saying this is because you see fans all over, right? I know you're not on Twitter. I'm like I'm on Twitter. You see just in general reactions, maybe on Instagram as well, right? That like when a fan paper gets traded, for example, I'm gonna get into the Bo Horvat example here, that team players get pissed, right? And obviously the Bo Horvat thing happened long before we started the podcast, but I'm gonna just bring that up because I love Bo Horvat, right? Bo Horvat, I wish him all the best in the Islanders, right? I'm not that guy that says, fuck Bo Horvat, screw this guy, he's no longer a Canuck, right? In my opinion, he did not want out. The situation, how he played, he obviously, the organization did not believe in, in him to give him the contract they feel like he deserved and he wanted, right? There's a reason why he got traded, right? And obviously people are pissed, like, oh my God, you kept JT Miller, which is a whole different argument. We're not going to get into that, but... And the, but the thing that pissed me off was... As much as I love Bo Horvath, he was probably my favorite Canuck at the time. And the thing is, he didn't do anything for Vancouver long-term. Now, is it his fault completely? No, I blame Benning for a lot of it because you did not build a proper team around it. Except for the one year in the bubble, which we were already in a playoff spot before the shutdown happened. But except for that one year... Um, he was a good captain, but he wasn't a great captain. Like, he wasn't vocal. He wasn't, like... I'm not saying, like, every captain needs to be freaking, like, a Brad Marchand type or Matthew Kachuk type guy. Because Henrik Sedin was not that. But show by example, right? Show some emotion in some other sense. The thing that pissed me off was, like, when the fans were like, oh, my God, look how good Bo Horvath is doing in New York. Well, now his ass is at home. And now they're quiet. Right? Like, he struggled in the playoffs mightily. He did struggle. So He, he didn't, like, Ireland just got, what, 4 2 you could, and I was surprised they even got four two. You could, still You could still respect and love what Bo Horvat did in Vancouver. He did not want out. He publicly said he wanted to stay here. So I'm against the people that are saying, "Oh yeah, he didn't want to be here." Blah blah blah. The money situation. Listen, I'm for every guy to get paid. If he he deserved his money, let him live. Like the fans that are saying, like the one comment he made, which he took back, was that oh better than Vancouver comment, whatever. Right, he got his eight by eight and a half million a year. Right, he's moved on. The fans need to move on as well, especially, especially with one second, especially with that situation because he did not do shit here that gave us success. One playoff Mm. run isn't a successful thing, right? If you were truly that guy, you would propel a team to a playoffs, kind of like what I guess Patterson didn't do much this year, but he still had 100 points, right? The rest of the team didn't do. Well, it's not on Patterson. Yeah, but, but in that case, point. like Horvat did not do much in that case. Yeah, no. So the loyalty for me is like, yes, it made sense to trade him because if we had given him that contract, guess who looks like it? It's stupid. That's already us because we did the way JT Miller. Uh, but here's my point. The same Raptors fan, like I'm about this topic about loyalty, the same Raptors fan that were pissed off about DeRozan getting traded are the same Raptors fans celebrating a title. Exactly my point, right? Right. I'm... The thing with this, especially now, I'm not going to put this on the Canucks fully, but I'm just saying, like, the fandom was like, um, do whatever it takes to get in the playoffs, anything could happen mentality. Or, no, you need to rebuild. For me, it's like, yes, we'll get into the Canucks talk next week when we or the week after when we talk about the NHL draft, is if they, just general, any team, if they did not bring you success, you need to be ruthless like Vegas did. Look how many changes they made. Okay, and then they're like, okay, it's time to move coaches. They, added they moved Gerard year. Gallant. They added they, every year. They like moved Gerard. On top coaches, of that, yeah. they moved Gerard Gallant. They moved Peter DeBoer. Gerard Gallant took him to the Stanley Cup Finals in his first year. He got and, fired. In the second year, right? Like, uh, 
first year, like the expansion, the initial year, Vegas. Yeah. He took him to the finals that year. Then, yeah, he, got then he got fired. The next like year, the second or third year, right? Yeah, yeah. Then Pete DeBoer came. They got rid of him, right? They kept adding. They kept taking. I won't be surprised if they keep making moves this year just to be back where they are, right? Like Trevor Linden was um, on Halford and Bluff in the morning, and he mentioned I, he didn't have the heart in him to tell the Sadines we wanted to rebuild. I love the Sadines. I understand there would have been, like I, I gave the Bull Horvat example, but Sadines, as much as success they had in Vancouver, we did not get the ultimate prize. So if the ultimate goal was to maybe move them or tell them, hey, we're rebuilding, you could stay here. If not, we'll try to find you a better place. That would have been the best choice. And now, if they had won the cup in 2011, then I would be like, yeah, don't. Don't trade them. Because yeah. you got the ultimate goal. So there, there is factors, right? If you do win a cup, then you try to keep them for sure, right? Because they, they're synonymous to the franchise. And even then, me saying this take might be like, well, that's stupid. Why do you only want to win one? You got to win more. In that case, fair game, right? My personal opinion is, and we're going to get into Atiba Hutchinson because we had to talk about this at the World Cup, was... If that, those, like, Sardines are legends in Vancouver and they help you win a cup, then I'll be like, okay, that's fine. You, you keep them here. You try to build around them as much as you can. Look what Pittsburgh's doing with Crosby and Malkin, right? Now they're obviously elite elite and they have multiple cups. But if they hadn't helped you win, even though it was so close, you have to move on to make your team better for the future and not handicap yourself for the now, which they kind of what they did, right? It's, it's, so like, it's like, a business. To your that's point, you is. have to be ruthless and... You need to see moves because people love to play it safe. And then you're like, oh, my God, the fan base is going to be pissed off. Like, who cares? Yeah. Right. You're doing your job. You're going to if you care about the fans think uh, you're losing your job. Right. Whatever GM or like if you care about oh, the fans will be pissed. Who gives a shit? You're yeah. losing your job. It's your job. Right. You yeah. want to think what's best for you and best for the team. You don't. Right. Obviously, you want to think about the fans. Right. But if you think what's best for the team and you execute, that's what's and best for the fans. You see what Vegas did now. It helps that you're a six-year franchise and you have no ties to anybody, but it doesn't matter. Like you got to move. Like Masai Ujiri got rid of arguably the second best player at the time, second greatest rapper of all time. And people might at the time you might consider him first because yeah. like, he was like draft pick. Yeah, exactly. Too, right? right. So like he was there, he, and and he said himself that he wanted to be a raptor for life. Exactly. Right. Not enough people come here, and you traded him. Obviously, DeRozan be pissed. Obviously, fans gonna be. Pissed. I don't care about DeRozan in this game. I don't know, no, but yeah. I'm saying like people are gonna be pissed. Right. right? So if Lowry was pissed, this, Lowry moved on. Yeah. Right? So you people. That's what I'm saying with the Bohorvat thing. I'm like people gotta move on. Like when he comes to back to Vancouver next year, you give him your. He deserves a standing ovation. He deserves. He, in my opinion, he deserves um, a video, a video tribute, and then you move on. That's it. If he had won you a cup, like then I'm sure you could give him multiple video tributes. But he hasn't. You give him that one time, and you move on. Because he's living life in Long Island right now, right? And it's the same thing to your point with the Vegas thing. Is like, that's my point. Just be ruthless. Mark andre Fleury, right? Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt, like you mentioned. So They legit, they got rid of Nate Schmidt just to get Petrangelo that year. I remember yeah, that year. They're exactly. Like, because it was a bubble year. Petrangelo's a free agent, right? Yeah. After the bubble. They're like, all right, Nate Schmidt, you're gone. You have $5 million. We're going to get rid of your $5 million. And get an extra two million. I think they paid like Petrangelo like yeah. seven, eight million around there. It's it's time to be ruthless. You can't be invested in a guy again. Like I said, Sadines were club legends. If they had won a cup, then I would, I would have understood it. Because that, like, that, I'm okay. gonna contradict myself when we bring up a Tiba no, Hutchinson. No, 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 no. The thing is this: what the Sadines is like. There were signs that like, or right, you could make a cup final run. Obviously, I agree with you. After like, if you're gonna rebuild, like essentially and trade after them. 2015. Yeah, like after that. Yeah, yeah. okay, you could have argued for trading them. 
but like not like, even just trading them like okay if you want to stay here this is how like, much we're, we're gonna, gonna give you but we're gonna yeah. be shit essentially yeah, yeah. and then uh at that time we're like okay yo you have a team around them you have like caster you have Luongo, you have all these people around them like okay you can make a run which they did right and did it they did come up short and then um, the thing is after that when they got 4-1 by la right and then after that they didn't 4-0'd really... by san jose as well they did i think the next year did they make the playoffs next year yeah oh whatever like they weren't good after yeah yeah, yeah. essentially right? after 4-2 calgary it should have been like done yeah, like, I was they, thinking maybe even before that. That was they missed the playoffs only one year. Yeah, yeah right. So like legit after that four two against Calgary, like especially it was Calgary. Yeah. Right. That time Calgary they weren't that great compared to what you guys were. Exactly. So that. and Calgary low key dominated because they went up like three one two. Yeah. No, I'm in that mindset of where like you gotta think what's best for the team. You can't obviously ownership's a big factor in this, right? In any sport, and they are cir- circumstances. Like I said, if you have won a cup. Sure, you could argue that they should stay on the team. Your point with ownership is like, yeah, sometimes ownership's like, uh, they all I don't want to rebuild because like I'm going to lose ticket sales. The reason why I'm bringing the loyalty thing is also the whole Damian Lillard situation. Right? Yeah. Now, sometimes people, some people are saying, oh, he's only loyal because that's where he gets the most money. Fair, fair, fair argument, right? But yes, is Dame loyal? Dame, I'm not even saying just the teams need to trade players. Players need to, like what Jack Eichel did essentially is what players need to do as well. Because you're gonna waste your time there, and it sucks. Because in the in the NHL, you don't get four year contracts like you do in the NBA, which requires a lot of player movement, right? And it sucks that you're in a hard cap situation, but you have to force your way out at times, like Matthew Kachuk did. Look what where Matthew Kachuk is now. You think Matthew Kachuk is not happy? Yes, he not he's not happy. He didn't win, but he ultimately at least made the final, which he never did with Calgary. Calgary didn't make it past the second round. Exactly. So players and teams need to be. Re, uh, what's the word? Lito, essentially, with their choices. Like, you did it with Masai Ujiri, did it with the Raptors, Matthew Kachuk did it, and Jack Eichel did it with their respective situation. That's my point here, right? If you had won a cup, then for sure you could argue that person, that you could say you don't get rid of that guy, like a Jonathan Quick, for example. Yeah. I, I didn't think Jonathan Quick should have been traded, but that's exactly my point. But the Kings the, were lethal. Kings were lethal. They right? moved them on. They needed a goalie. Like, exactly. Uh, what, Cal Peterson? Five million, and he was in the AHL. AHL, right? Jonathan Quick, obviously, a year before he was great, really great, but age is catching up to him, and he wasn't great this year. Yeah, and obviously they made the move for Jonas Corpus. You got rid of a literally the guy that won you a cup, two of them, and obviously you saw the repercussions. My opinion in that case, I don't think you should move him on, but I think that the best choice was they moved on from him because you got Corpus Allo and you got to see what he could do. As a king, and it's, now you could sign him as well. It's kind of funny. On top of that, Gavrikov. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because, like, if you look at numbers, why they did worse this year than last year. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So there's certain situations. Yeah, there's situations like we're like, if they are there from owners, day right? one. Yeah, no, like if you're like owners are taking over, like owners be like, yo, I don't want to rebuild. I want ticket sales. Exactly, Dame Lillard. Right? Why would you trade Dame Lillard then? Yeah, right. So then that case is tough to do your job as a GM. As a tough. GM, yes, but I'm yeah, just, I'm like, just saying as an organization as yeah. a whole because. It's best for Damian Lillard to ask out, and it's best for Portland to move on, in my opinion, Damian Lillard, to rebuild and build it from the scratch. But no, because Damian Lillard brings you ticket uh, mon- uh, ticket sales, and he's the superstar attraction, that you're going to keep him, right? So yeah, that's my point with the loyalty thing. Like, you got to be lethal and look at what, what it's gone, people, essentially. Like, your dream as a player, as an organization, is to win, right? And honestly, if, if that's not your dream, if that's not your goal, 
I don't know what type of organization you are. Exactly. An I don't organization know what type I of player you are. And if you're a player, if you care about the bank, that's fine. Go chase the bag. That's your choice. At least you admit it. That's your choice. Like Carmelo Anthony kind of did back. Because he was supposed to be the original hero. Yeah. Right? So, but yeah, I think we should park it here. We might bring this convo up in the off season. But um, let's move on to some off-ice news here. Unless you want to say anything about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I mean, no. Vegas was just, they were the best team in the West. And they were lethal. And they were lethal. <laughs> And they they were the best team. They were the, it was like Denver. They had the most dominant run. Yeah, exactly. So they were sixteen and six, I believe. But yeah, obviously they yeah. should have like ended Dallas earlier, and then uh, probably swept this one. Yeah, probably swept this one. Yeah. Yeah. So and they even won a peg. So I mean, it, it didn't even matter because true. like the they won at home. Exactly. Um. But yeah. Um. Uh, moving on off ice, the Ottawa Senators have officially been sold. That saga has closed. Um. Um. The ga- Um. The story. Like, it was ongoing since Eugene Melnick passed away. And obviously, um, based on the news, like, his ownership was kind of toxic. His estate, which was run by his daughters, they wanted to sell. You heard names like Ryan Reynolds. You heard names like Snoop Dogg. You heard names like The Weeknd. And until ultimately, they did not buy it. And then there was this rich guy, Ostopolis? Ostopolis? I, I forgot, I forgot his, his name, too, honestly. But I he, think- wasn't, he wasn't... Um, to buy the Washington Commanders, he was in line for that. He was in, and he was also, I think, uh, he has like prior NHL experience because I think he had a share in the Montreal Canadiens. No, 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 no. I didn't name the guy that. Huh? You're talking about the guy that actually the Sands guy. No, I'm talking about the, another bidder. Oh, another the bidder. The Greek guy is not that guy. Oh. No, no, I didn't even mention who it was. Oh, I'm talking about the actual guy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the actual guy. I'm saying I'm Bo, the yeah. Stopolis guy is the one yeah, that no, um, no, was the, the guy the who actual, wanted the commanders. The actual guy who yeah, bought the I'll sands. announce his name in a second here. <laughs> you jumped uh, the gun uh, here. I'll just say, clear up. Actual guy who bought the sands. Yeah. Had prior NHL experience but, by having a share in the Montreal Canadiens. So his name is Michael Ann Lauer. Yeah, Ann Lauer. Who, um, who's, a, like you said, a minority owner from Montreal in the past. Um, he got it for $950 million. So it wasn't the billion, which is kind of surprising to me. Because, again, I don't know how the... Like, it's different between buying a European club, like we're facing it with Man United, to the NHL and NBA because you need to get it passed by the Board of Governors, the Commissioner, and the other ownership crew. So I don't know if they just didn't want Snoop Dogg or whoever involved because I'm sure they were probably forked out a billion. But... So, yeah, officially, Michael Andlauer is buying this Ottawa Senators. People are saying it's a good owner because he will care. Um, he's definitely spending a lot of his money because apparently his net worth is only a billion something. So um, he's an, obviously an invested guy. He played, I think he's, like you said, minority owner of the Montreal Canadiens, and he's been involved in hockey in a way. So um, congratulations, Senators fans. You probably got some stability. Um, now the question is, I don't know if his ownership will pass by the time free agency is done, so they might stay put. But there's could be potential regime change, even though Pierre Dorian has done a pretty good job, in my opinion, you know, and they have a pretty young team as well. So they just bring in Jacob Chikrin from uh, Arizona, Arizona midseason, did pretty well for them. You have guys like Chabon. you have guys locked up in Brady Kachuk, um, Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris, um, Jake Sanderson, isn't it? Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I um, Thomas, Thomas Chabot. Chabot. Yeah. So. The only question mark right now is Debrinket because he's the one that's gonna be a free agent soon. So and yeah, they obviously like he's obviously in the trade block. Yeah, and then uh, if Senators just need like what a little bit defense and goaltending. Uh, goaltending hundred percent. Yeah, goaltending number one up priority. Yeah, 
I mean, they added their defense with Jacob Chetrin for sure. Yeah. So that's good there. So the Senators have officially been sold. It's not for a billion. But the good news is teams like Vancouver, if Aquilini wanted to sell or like Toronto, whoever, they know that they could get at least a billion because the markets there are much bigger than Ottawa for sure. Yeah. Right. So this could open some eyes up in around the league, especially in Canada, that, hey, maybe it might be best for us to sell. You know, people don't like Aquilini, the owner, um, for obvious reasons. Maybe he wants to cash out kind of like what the Glazers are doing. Boom. There's a chance he'll sell the team for like $1 billion. Ryan Reynolds isn't the waiting. <laughs> that's the case then. But Yeah. Um, well, moving on. To moving on. We also have a coaching hire. Um, is this the last hire or is there anyone else? Columbus is still that. Well, that's not. It's unofficial official <laughs> type of thing there. Yeah. With the backlog. But the New York Rangers um, officially hired their head coach yesterday. And it's Peter Laviolette. Um, recently with the Washington Capitals, formerly with winning a cup with Carolina back in 06. And he was part of Nashville. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Dude gets a job wherever he goes. <laughs> He's his sixth NHL team, apparently. Um, I'll fact check that. But I mean, he was really uh, I, I, I'm not happy with the hire for them. I don't know how to feel about this. I'll be honest. I don't. I mean, he's a good coach. Clearly, he's getting hired. He's won a cup. So he's like a Doc Rivers in my eyes. But there's a reason why he's being bounced around. Right, yeah, because Washington what missed the playoffs this year. Nashville, they were what um when his tenure was. Did they make the finals with him? Oh, I'm gonna double check that right now. It was like around like 2018, I believe. Uh, but he didn't win. Like it was like Doc Rivers. What when did what Doc Rivers has one chip? He was with Philly as well a while ago, and then it's the same thing because Peter Laviolette one has one chip. A while Yeah, ago. he missed. He made the playoffs everywhere with Nashville except the final 2019-20 year. So, yeah, so... So he's lost in the Stanley Cup Finals with Philly. He's lost in the Stanley Cup Finals with Nashville. He won the final with Carolina back in the day. So he's been... He's, he's a good coach. He makes the playoffs. But for a Rangers team, that's win now. It's obviously a win now higher. How much is he really going to propel them is the question. That is a big question. I mean, he can. Obviously, there's could obviously be resurgence for sure. Uh, he's made multiple finals. He's made, won a cup. So it's not like Doc Rivers were like Doc or even Rivers struggled, huh? Or even Bruce or Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau, like where they struggled to get past the second round, right? Yeah. So like he's he's had experience with long playoff runs. So there is potential, but there's also like he hasn't really shown a lot uh, recently. Yeah, that that's like a I guess a wait and see hire for me. Like it's a boring hire. I thought they would have obviously waited maybe for the Quenville news, but obviously they probably need to get the draft stuff figured out. But because this is a hire for a win-now team, the Rangers, there were some rumors that came out. And one of them, well, not a rumor, but more so like a projection and a prediction trade type of thing. And that is Alexei Lafreniere to the Vancouver Canucks. And I think it's Arthur Staple. He was on Halford and Bruff. So you could clearly tell where I get my sources from here. Um, was He just made a mock trade of linked between Connor and Garland. Right? Because obviously Canucks are going to move on. Obviously, it's going to be a sweetener from the Canucks side of things, probably. And it makes sense also because Emily Castongay was the former agent before she became hired as the assistant general manager for the Canucks. And... Obviously, if I'm the Canucks, I take the bet on that. You get rid of salary, try to maybe have to hold back some um, salary. But the thing with Alexi Lafreniere is he was the Connor Bedard, not as hyped, but pretty hyped. It still. was a clear-cut number one pick. Yeah, he was a clear-cut number one pick. But 
And, but the thing is, he hasn't lived up to it. And they're in win-now mode, so they could probably move on from these young guys. New York Rangers, I don't understand. Their defenders, they've been fine. But their offensive players, Vitaly Krasov, was a top 10 pick. Got traded to the Canucks for nothing. And Kapo now he's out of the league. Kapo Kako was supposed to be like one, a ready-now NHL player. He's been struggling. Now you have Alexei Lafreniere. So I don't know what the hell they're doing in the development program in the forwards. I don't know if New York being a big market is also a factor because he did say that they are questioning Lafreniere's work ethic. So yeah. obviously if I'm trading Connor Garland, yeah, or Brock Besser, yes, go bring, or um, Bovillier, you bring back a guy like Yeah, Lafreniere. like you got a like, former Or even Kako. Number yeah. one overall pick who was clear-cut the number one overall pick. Uh, obviously, Rick Tockett being in town, so like he's a strict guy. Yeah. Like he's going to take no BS, so he could fix that little work ethic mentality yeah. part for sure. I believe that. And, uh, and from the take Canucks a chance, fans, right? Thing, like, take a chance. You also. He's a young guy. You also get rid of. As a Canucks fan, you get rid of the cap space. You get, yeah, you get some cap space. He's a young guy. If he works out, great. If he doesn't. You let him leave the cross off. You let him leave, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, obviously no, that, you want him to work out because he's number one overall exactly. pick, right? That's, like, that's, he should work out. Yeah. But the expectation he hasn't really met. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. But it's a win move, right? Like you get rid of some cap space, you get a young guy in. And if that young guy turns into a stud, you got a, what, a potential forward duel for a foreseeable mm, yeah, future no, for with sure. Petey and so, him. Yeah, no, exactly. So that's, that's it for Knowing that. the Canucks is not going to happen. Yeah. So th- that's it for the NHL side of things. Let's move on to some quick fire before we get into the soccer transfer. A lot of rumor talk today. Obviously, we, we've dragged it out a lot with that. But it is the offseason in every sport except the MLB, which quite ironically, the trade deadline is approaching in a month. But quick fire quickly. Um, we mentioned the Teofimo Lopez versus uh, Josh Taylor fight. Well, it is now official and he hinted retirement. He officially announced his retirement on this Justin with Max Kellerman on ESPN. And at 25 years old, um, obviously he became a he beat uh, Vasily Lomachenko, arguably the best lightweight at the time. He beat Josh Taylor, the best light welterweight at the time. Now, so he pretty much says like, yeah, maybe depending on the money, I might be back. But he wants to do other things, which require him to not to train in boxing related. Um, it sucks, obviously, 25 year old guy with a lot of potential. A lot of big money fights could have happened with like the current lightweights. And he's already shown a lot too. Yeah. So like twenty five. And the old, fight he did lose was that he was about to die. So like legit, it was like a health issue. Yeah. Like they're saying that like they shouldn't. He shouldn't have done the fight. Yeah. I mean, for now, congratulations on your retirement. I feel like he might come back. He'll come back. But, but it's not like for me. I feel like Anamanda Nunez might be officially retired, but not Tiafimo Lopez. Nah, he he will be back. He just got money talks eventually. Yeah, money does talk. Yeah, whatever he wants to do on the side, he can do. But yeah. he also has to deal with off. Like, you know, yeah, but like allegedly stuff. I, alleged know, he, I know he issues. mentioned yeah. like the child thing, but like on the, I don't want to, we're not going to comment yeah. too much. That, but like but he has to deal with stuff. He has to deal with stuff as well. So like, it's a good, no... good breather for now. 25 is younger than me. So yeah. And it's boxing too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you can, you like... know, people retire early for a reason. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, other boxing news. This happened right before we started recording essentially a couple of hours. Uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin has vacated his belts and his future is up in the air. Um, that's all I read. Nothing more to it. Yeah, I mean, like he's uh, obviously he's in his what forties almost, or he is his forty. Um, don't know. But he's he's up there in age. Obviously, last time we saw him fight, he got destroyed by Canelo. Yeah, he's up there in age. He's slowing down. Like his his ability is going down for 41. sure. Forty one. Yeah, so his forty one year old boxing, not good for the health. Yeah. Obviously, 
So, so it's not like surprising that like retirement is a consideration. Yeah. But I think that might be the best bet just as like if I'm saying health wise. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the NFL. Um, there was some news yesterday which kind of cooled down today that Stefan Diggs was not in training camp. And it was mini camp. Mini camp. Right? Sorry. And Sean McDermott came out and said. Like he was concerned. Yeah, he was concerned. And Josh Allen said it was partially his fault or something like that. But today he came and he was there. So I don't know. Keep an eye on out, I guess. I can't comment. I don't know, man. Just like maybe some mini. It's argument. big. If he, if it's something trade related, contract related, then it's bad. Because obviously Josh Allen, the reason why he's successful is because of Stefan Diggs as well. I'm not saying he would not. Uh, vice versa as well. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying like when he came in, it was a reason when Josh Allen propelled further yeah. as well so and then Diggs propelled as a number one yeah and the other one is d hop he i know you were like what the hell what is this d hop news that we have on the board there but um he met with the titans left without a contract but rumors are this morning or today that he might he met with the patriots and he might be signing with the patriots i mean i'd rather have patriots over titans For as sure. a Colts fan but yeah i mean patriots do need receivers so it makes sense to get them and uh Obviously, Titans did too, but if I were to pick one, I would pick the Patriots. Before we get into the MLB, I forgot to bring one thing up for the NHL. Um, current list of teams that have not won a Stanley Cup, Buffalo, Canucks, Sharks, Panthers, Coyotes, Predators, Jets, Wild Jackets, uh, Senators, and the Kraken. Who's potentially doing the Cup next? Bro, that's a big list. <laughs> if you want to look at it, it's right here. I'll pass it. All right, Sabres, no... Uh, I don't think they'll win, but they can maybe make a they playoff make push. A playoff right? push, yeah. Canucks, no. Sharks, no. Panthers. Questionable. Questionable. Might just be Panthers or Kraken. I have to see Kraken again next year, personally, before I can make a The thing with long. Kraken is like, uh, they need to add like a big name, right? Like they have, exactly. Like they, they, have four they made a team. Lines, they made yeah. a team. Like they made a four-line team. Obviously, it works. I might even it consider Ottawa anytime, not anytime soon, but like they could be the next potential team with how young they are. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking like instant. Instant is Florida. It's Florida, then probably Kraken for me. And if Florida, if a Kraken could add like a stud, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's also in cap hell too. Yeah. Uh, if Florida, if the Kraken could add like, say, if someone like, like if they added Kachuk last year, <laughs> like that they they could have had a chance. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's okay. We'll move on to the MLB quickly. We're literally hitting every sport right now. Um, the All Star ballot, the first round ballot, has been announced, and I'll just name who are the point uh, leading vote getters from each position, except for pitchers. For the AL, Adley Rutschman at uh, catcher. Yeah. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy at first base. Yeah. Marcus Simeon. A little bit surprised, but yeah. Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon is killing it. Yeah. Um. Bobashat. On our yeah, Bobichet a short, deserved Matt Chapman at third, yeah. makes sense. And then, uh, Aaron Judge is the leading vote outfield vote getter, but I'm assuming that also includes Jordan Alvarez and Mike Trout because the way score set it up was first, second, third. Yeah, so I'm guessing like, those outfielders three. you need three. That makes sense. DH is Shohei Otani. Yeah. So essentially, second and third for a bunch of players you could think of for catchers: Helm and Salvador Perez, Yandy Diaz. For yeah, first Yandy base, Diaz could be like, Anthony Rizzo. Second base is Jose Altuve, and Wet Merrifield is third. Yeah, I don't think second base is changing. Um, third base John Endeavors. 
Maybe third base could change. Um, shortstop Corey Seager, Wander Franco. I think Bushak should have lock. Mike Trout. Okay, that one's already there. And then Brandon Bell and Grossman for and DH. Oxy, he uh, ain't, they ain't jumping. Otani is Otani. So can those guys potentially? Any of these guys potentially make it still? Yandy Diaz could. Third base could change. I feel like all, almost all these guys. I don't think Bell will make it personally. Uh, he might have a case, but. I don't I mean, know how oh, many. Uh, like for me, Otani's a lock, right? Otani's a lock. I don't think. I, I Judge is a lock. Simeon's a lock. lock. Simeon's a lock for me. Judge is a lock. Trout. Alvarez is a lock. And Trout. And Trout. The outfield's a lock. Bichette's Otani a lock. and Simeon and uh, Bichette's a lock. Yeah. For me, the corner the corner infielders could change, but Vladdy being that name might still lock it in. Yeah. Then Chapman, he did fall off from his incredible start. If he was like able to keep it not even like that high, but like afloat like yeah. he really like did fall off yeah uh he would have been a lock for me but since he had that i don't know how much off, the percentage is on vote getters and other yeah thing as well but what but, about the nl uh no before we go to the nl al pitchers off the top of your head well obviously we have two blue jays that i think should be locks and chris bassett and for sure kevin gosman yeah jose um, brios could have an argument but that's about off it the top, it's hard to go off the top garrett man. cole Garrett Cole, Sean Mc, uh, Shane McClanahan, Nathan Ovaldi, Nathan Ovaldi, Shohei Otani, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know how they're gonna. I honestly, yo, after watching him today too, I'm chucking Jose Brios. He's been on a. How much of that is bias and he, not paying I attention to the rest of the MLB? Yeah, of course I don't watch <laughs> rest of the MLB, but like, no, if you're watching Brios pitch these last like who starts he's having bro he's been on see i don't think he gets it but he might be like a last minute vote in he's been more hotter than gosman and bassett recently recently yeah but i feel like gosman and bassett have been hotter earlier i think it's just like the last yeah no but brio's only like now he only had what bad first two starts and probably one in between yeah but every other one he's been like it's been quality yeah, I can't and, he's back, and he's back to being jose brio's and like, then how who, he's been. who else was on the top five cy young list Nathan Ovaldi, I said, Shane McClanahan, Kevin Gosman were the three. Those like Sunny Gray. Garrett Cole, Sunny Gray. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, really. Those are the know. main. Um, oh, from Bravaldas. From Bravaldas, yeah. So, yeah, those guys, um, I'm, I'm not going to comment too much on the bullpen. Obviously, Jordan Romano's our guy and Swanson. I think those are the two only Jays that we could comment on. Yeah. Um, no one else, really, on the top of my head. But NL, it's um Sean Murphy. Yeah. Second, Will Smith. Right, yeah, yeah, catcher, the and then Edwin Diaz. No, not Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz is a closer. It's a Colorado Diaz. It's just okay. Edwin Diaz. Um, Freddie Freeman. Oh, obviously. Um, Pete Alonso and Matt Olson are the top three there. Yeah, I think Freddie's got it. Uh, Luis Arias should be. Oh, alone. he's he's, he's second. Albius is second, and then Gorman is third. Um, obviously we don't watch too much NL, so some of these names are kind of. Going over my head. It's like Norman Gorman. Uh, <laughs> Nolan Arenado, Riley from Atlanta, and Max Muncy. Austin Riley, yeah. Yeah, and then Max Muncy. Yeah. Um, Arcia from Atlanta. Atlanta's killing it. On this yeah, list. Atlanta's killing it. Uh, Lindor and Bogarts. Lindor's on it? Second. Well, Lindor's. Vo- keep in mind, it's vote getters. I know it's vote getters. New York. I know it's New York, but like, if I, if you're looking at it like numbers wise, Lindor is struggling. Okay, and then Bogarts. I think he's also slightly strong. I don't think he's, yeah, he's not paying up to um, his level. Okay, this well. is a lock. Acuna, Betts. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., top three. Bro, he's killing it. Yeah. He's actually killing it. I'm happy for him there. And then JD Martinez, um, Bryce Harper. I don't think he gets in, but, and Darnold. So this list is like. Darnold. Darnold, yeah, okay. Uh, Atlanta, Braves Field. It's sure. Atlanta, Braves Field. 
But yeah. But yeah, so those are there. I can't comment too much on the pictures. I know like Usat Gallen, like Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider. These guys are up there for sure. But obviously now we're in the off season for the other sports. Because like, uh, time to watch like, some baseball what, now. Strowman's been pretty good. Time to watch some Cubs. baseball now, buddy. <laughs> There's also this other dude in Cubs that I really like was Justin Steele. Yeah. He's put up he's put up some good numbers as well. But I can't I don't know too many NL pitchers. Yeah. Definitely need to get our baseball up for sure. Um yeah, obviously now we'll have some time, hopefully, um, to get into All right, that. Let's get into the. Let's get into some that last thing because I know this is a long-winded podcast. Um, football episode. Let's get into some football. European football transfer window for most of the leagues have started today, um, June fourteenth. And before we even get to the transfer rumors, first off, let's get this out of the way. It's more of a quick fire topic. Atiba Hutchinson has announced his retirement after the Nations League is done. So Canada play Panama Thursday. And if they win, they play the final. Or well, win or lose, they're playing Sunday, third place, or for the final, gold. Yeah. Um. He Atiba Hutchinson at forty something years old is officially retiring. So this is where I kind of contradict myself with the um the loyalty talk from earlier because I'm like we were having all these discussions that with our relatives that he should have not been on the squad for Canada. But I'm like, for a guy like that, and international is a little different story than regular league. You kind of had to because, like, you brought him back for that reason, and he worked his ass off to be part of this squad. And he's also put put us on the map. And he put us on the map, right? right? Like, and he's I, loved in Bashir. He, he didn't have to like. I would. My argument was like, he could be on the squad, but not but like he, a main he starter. Didn't, he didn't have to be a starter, right? That and sure. Tell, I agree like, with he that. Was, you could tell. But he was for me, off I was base. like, okay, can uh, it was a different story if Canada made the World Cup last year or yeah. last um, last time last time. They never made it in since the eighties, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I'm like, no, he yeah, had no, to, he deserved he, to be on it. On like when you watch the games, you could tell he was a little bit off pace. Exactly. He deserved to be on it. Like he deserved some minutes. But he in my opinion, he shouldn't have been a starter. Yeah, that's that's fine. But obviously injuries and stuff happened. But congratulations on your retirement. Hopefully we Canada win you the gold, Atiba. And definitely love what he done bringing Canada soccer on the map, especially with what big footy fans over here. So Let's move on to the rumors. Well, this is not really a rumor. It's been announced that Kylian Mbappe will not be um, extending his contract. Um, so he had a player option in NBA terms for the 2025 year. He's not extending that option, but he so he, which makes this his last year. And the rumored part is that he wants out no matter what. Um, he's not, but he's come out and said he, he could still resign if he wants. But obviously, real. Madrid, he said that like he he will be. He's gonna stay this year, but he'll be happy to stay this year. Yeah, but man, obviously PSG don't want to go through like that. Like lose him like for, for free. nothing, especially what he's like a hundred fifty mil player. I don't think it's a coincidence that when Benzema decided to leave, yeah, yeah. He, he's a hundred fifty mil player. Yeah, so right? so like obviously you're gonna mess out on that. But I'm not. If I'm PSG, like, well, you found a way to break some, get some freaking what you have like what, what's it? What is his name? Like Shake? No, that's no, Man City. That's Man City's. Whatever the other owners is. Yeah. You're gonna get money somehow, so it's not. Is it the biggest loss in the world? No, but 150 mil. Dude, the team hasn't done shit, so it doesn't team. even matter. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but no, Mbappe won. First of all, he's like comes out and defends Messi, saying that like uh, he wasn't respected. Yeah, I yet. love that. I love yeah, that for sure. I love that for him. And honestly, like he cleared things up. Like he said, like I would, like I'm not gonna extend, but I could resign. But I'm also going to be happy playing here next year. Yeah. Right? So we'll move on to obviously. So like there's like a lot. Real Madrid's the biggest link. Yeah. yeah no. Well, before I get, before you start. Uh, because there's always all these things like around Mbappe saying that like, oh, like he's the locker room guy. Like um, 
he's he's being the cancer in the locker room and all that stuff. And then you know he could be still, but like this thing, like giving the respect to Messi and also coming out and being open, like give me a little bit of respect because like you could still sh- like see that he wants to win something for PSG, right? Yeah. So um, let's move on quickly uh, to some rumors for some news that came out. Um, Mason Mount bid got rejected, first bid for Man United, uh, forty million. Again, they were looking for at least sixty million pounds. Obviously, if I'm Man United, I'm not doing that. Um, obviously, we are Man United fans. The other news is that they're out on Harry Kane, um, for now, because Tottenham wants like at least hundred mil. Not even that; they don't even want to sell him to yeah. local, which is kind of stupid because he's on the last year of his contract, and. Yeah, if I'm United, I don't want to be this some Frankie De Young shit. And especially if he's going to be available next year, you might as well both Mount and Kane. So you might as well just play it out. First, figure out your own ownership situation as well. And then the last rumor, which is like, go get Kim and Jay, who's ranked to Bayern Munich now. So those are the three Man United side of things. We don't need to go too much in detail because obviously long-winded podcast today. So we wanted to wrap this up. Um, but speaking of Man United, I'm going to just read some new... Or, News because I want to get your reaction on one of them. Um, that's not linked to Man United, but but Mason Mount they'll come back for a second bid and not gonna go after six over sixty mil. Fair. Yeah, I want to do that either. Uh, currently leading um the race for Kim and Jay still. PSG offer did offer Marco Verratti to City for a lo- to lower the fee for Bernardo Silva. However, City rejected that. Um, don't care about that. Nico Barella. Yeah, he could be a big name on the move. Newcastle. Oh. Um, this is Fabrizio Romano. Newcastle are interested in Nicolo, Bur- Nicolo Barella from Inter, but nothing is advanced at this stage. But that'll be a big ad. Team. That'll be a big ad for Newcastle. Um, Mbappe is determined to stay at PSG till twenty twenty four, which means leave for free. But so busy last next yeah, year. Um. Antoine Griezmann has a release clause that could be triggered. Griezmann's old now, too. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, the one news I want. Here we go. So, this is from David Ornstein. Yeah. Who was, this, like, it's like the Shams Woj situation. So, he's, like, him and Fabrizio Romano. And, oh, before I get into that, sorry. Rasmus Hodgland is the most realistic target now for United. Oh, yeah, for striker. Oh, from Atalanta. Like, yeah. But this David Ornstein report, I want to get the exact one here. First of all, so it's it's an Arsenal related news. Arsenal related. Um, they're, Arsenal they're obviously Arsenal. prioritizing Declan Rice, and he's the favorite to go there right now because Declan Rice wants to stay in England rather than go to Byron. But who knows? Stuff could happen. But it is. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it. Okay, so the other name that got linked, Chelsea is losing guys because Mateo Kovacic is linked to also Man City. Kai Havertz is keen on the move to Arsenal. Arsenal have made an offer for Kai Havertz. Yeah, that's... Out of nowhere. This came out of out nowhere. Out of nowhere? Yeah. This is David Ornstein, by the way, not Lexi Out of all the transfers that Chelsea did, Kai Havertz probably, I think, shown the most. So, he says, Arsenal have made a proposal to sign Kai Havertz. Pursuit ramped up in recent days. Contact with Chelsea at 24-year-old. Uh, as uh, with the 24-year-old. FC Byron, also keen. Real Madrid also uh, talked about it, but they're looking, Chelsea are looking to give like 100 mil or something for him. No, no, like Arsenal a, like planning a, formal offer to West Ham for Declan Rice soon. Like as I was saying, like 
out of all the people Chelsea signed, Kai Havertz shown the most promise. That's why. Me, I mean, if you're linked to Madrid, there's a reason why. Right. So, I don't think you're getting a bad player, at all. Yeah. Uh. So I'm, I'm Arsenal. Like it's obviously it will be a good signing for like depth wise. It's definitely better than Jorginho signing. Yeah. Um. So like he will provide a good attacking depth, which Arsenal really do need, right? Yeah. Because uh, after what Jesus, they had Nketiah, which was okay, but like Nketiah didn't do much after that United game. Uh, obviously Jesus, injuries, and then um, they added Trossard, which is like which was a good signing for him. But realistically, as if you have a front three, like you wouldn't want to have good three backup players. Yeah. And then obviously Havertz playing a cam as well, a backup for Odegaard. And um, who knows, depending on uh, what they do, they might even start them together. Exactly. So, yeah, um, obviously I think they're, right now their priority is Declan Rice, but keep that eye out. Um, I guess we should end it here now. It's been, it's been a while. Been, it's been a while. So, obviously, <laughs> we want to thank you guys for staying tuned. Uh, staying on tune to watch the whole thing i don't know how long this pod is gonna be by the time when we're done editing it but lots and lots of news to, that came out today so we appreciate you guys for watching if you got to this point um thank you again for 100 subscribers the road to 200 begins right now so if you haven't please subscribe also help us reach 100 followers on our tiktok and our instagram we post daily there as well um download this podcast and if you love it give it a five star rating um other than that that's pretty much it and we'll catch you guys in the next one peace, peace.